This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday evening, everyone, and welcome into another live edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to the Delaware Valley on a Saturday night with a very, very special uh, show uh, tonight uh, here on a Saturday night as John Kane, business manager, Plumbers Local 690 and candidate for PA State Senate, uh, the 9th Senatorial District, J-Doc, uh, will join us in studio for uh, the full hour uh, no holds barred. Open microphone. Good conversation coming up uh, with John Kane. First, Jay Doc. I know we've got a follow up sure. uh, from the last two weeks. I'm going to give you the opportunity to bring Ryan into the conversation. We'll open up the show with a conversation uh, on the refinery. Sure. So it's everybody knows it's been an emotional time here in Philly, and uh, with the 1,500 workers uh, who have been working at at the uh, PES uh, refinery. Uh, a fire shut the place down. It shut down only one unit out of 33. And, uh, we, you know, we've had the, the two special broadcasts over the last couple weeks. This particular week was a pivotal week in the process, and it's been a difficult week. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in Ryan O'Callaghan, who's the president of the United Steelworkers Local 10-1. Ryan, how are you, bud? I'm good, and uh, I want to thank you guys for having me on. And I'd like to say hi to John King. How you doing, John? Good to see you, Power. Good to hear you, pal. All right, brother. So thanks. I, uh, you know, I know it's been a tough week, Ryan. And I even, at, you know, when I called you last week, we 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 talked about, you know, we're just giving an update. But when we when I hit you up this morning, I said, you know, you, do, you, do you want to do it? And you said absolutely, which I really admire yeah. you for. Tell everybody what happened. I'll try to sum it up. Uh, our court hearing was this past Wednesday. Um, yeah, it was scheduled for 9 a.m., got pushed back to 1. Um, I asked, the, you know, why is it being pushed back? And the court told me there's negotiations. So I, I thought that was a good, you know, something good was happening. Then it got pushed back to 3 o'clock. And then at 3 o'clock, uh, you know, the judge held court. And P.S. lawyers stated that uh, their case for Hilco, why they wanted Hilco. Hmm. Uh, with that, the five unsecured creditors, which includes the USW International, withdrew their objections. Uh, to Hilco. What had happened is the USW reached an agreement with Hilco to honor the current uh, collective bargaining growth agreement uh, the steel workers have with uh, with PES. It was for the 87 members that are still there. Um, that work that they're doing is, you know, probably last 12 months to a year. Uh, it included $5 million of severance, what they're calling it, to be split amongst the rest of the members who were laid off. So with that, you know, each member will get about six grand. But, uh, you know, I should I should mention that the judge uh, didn't even have the final plan document in front of him, nor did some of the creditors, none of the, some of the lawyers didn't have the document in front of him. 
And there were objections made. The U.S. trustee objected. The, the ICD Bank of China, you know, they own some of the product in the banks. They objected. Um, and then PDS, their attorneys came back and told the judge that Hilto would walk away uh, from the deal if it wasn't, uh, you know, finalized that day, if the judge did not rule in their favor that day. So um, their, their reasoning to the judge was that they didn't have time to put the document in front of the judge. Um, so with that, you know, the judge overruled the objections. And he said they were finally had years of problems and it would be good for the community. If he'll go, he'll go got the bid. And I almost came out of my seat. I was sitting in the back. You know, the courtroom was packed with attorneys. And to me right there, that was a political statement, what he made. Um, I don't know where he would be good for the community. If the, you know, 36,000 jobs are just wiped out and the tax base is wiped out. Um, and, and, you know, furthermore, with the judge, he allowed Hilco to threaten him. They put a gun to his head and he yielded. They said, we need you to rule right here today, even though you don't have the plan document in front of you. Or we're going to walk or away. Or walking away. Right. And, you know, there was another bidder there. There was another bid, IRG, who had hooked up with Silver and Aldi. And they were going to run the refinery. They increased their bid by forty more million dollars, with twenty million up front. Hilco increased their bid to seven million. IRG was still fifty-eight million dollars more. So I remember when uh, Joe was talking about why would they take a, a bid, you know, less? Because last last week it was only twenty-five uh, twenty-five million. million. So now it's increased to fifty-eight million more. So that's just thinking. PES has an insurance claim for $1.25 billion. And they're stating in that litigation that the refinery can't run. And that $1.25 billion includes loss of business insurance. So, if you know, that's why they took a less bid, because it's really not a less bid, because they want to gain the one, they're rolling a dice, playing the long game, hoping they get the $1.25 billion. Um, so if, IRG got it, and Rinaldi starts up the refinery. That goes against their claim for insurance that the refinery can't run. Like we said, the entire only one unit went down. The rest of the refinery could run. So I think that's that, that's what their uh, motive is. I mean, you know, is, that their the, claim. is that the way, and excuse me if this is an ignorant question, is that the way the bankruptcy court works in, in, in this type of a situation where there are two bidders fighting, or not even fighting, there are two, well, maybe they are fighting, but there are two bidders submitting a bid to make a purchase out of bankruptcy, and the judge has the uh, ultimate authority to side with the bidder, who now we learn is 50 plus million dollars less than the other party at the uh, at the table is that the justice system i'm i'm just asking the question because that that to me doesn't make any sense at all to me there's judicial misconduct one he allowed a company you know to to put a gun to his head you know i've negotiated other contracts our local represented four other uh, small shops outside in different industries of the refinery I've never allowed another company's attorney when I'm negotiating to put a gun to my head. I'd walk away and say, go ahead, do what you think you're going to do. And, and you know, it's just, you know, Ryan, and when you, when, did what you get the a, U.S. trustee was saying. Did you have any say, so, you were there, was no, anybody able to speak you know, on actually, behalf of the members? No. Actually, I'm no longer the, union, the local president. 
I had to give that title. I had to give that up when I lost my job. So in our, we're not a building trade. We're like an industrial union. We had to work for the employer. So I, I gave that up. I, ha, you know, it's in our bylaws. And there was questions like if, you know, if something could be done to get PES to hire me. And I turned that down uh, because it would have bumped out one of my brothers and sisters that's at the refinery. You know, I believe in seniority, and that's what happened. So I said, no, I'm not going to bump somebody there that's been there 30 years. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. you know, I, I gave that up, you know, and you know, I don't have no regrets on that either. But I really think this judge was misguided. I don't think he could see uh, what what the motive was for PES. You know, they have the $1.25 billion they're still going after. And, you know, he made a political, uh, you know, statement. To me, it's a political statement to say it's better for the community. You know, the community is our members, you know, our, our relatives, our friends that still live in Philadelphia and in Grace Ferry. Like I said, my brother all lives down the street from the refinery. So, I, I don't, you know, to me, that was a political statement. And here's the kicker in all this with the judge. He's retiring. So, Every attorney that was in there that presented himself before the court thanked the judge for his years of service and retirement. So to me, he just wanted to get out the door. <laughs> you know, he, he was retiring. He is retired probably now. Can anybody so, appeal you know, this? Can you appeal this? Well, I've been bounding it back and forth in my own head. You know, I've been, you know, pretty much doing this on my own. And, you know, I want to complete my mission to the people who elected me to be to be their president, you know even though I had to give it up. Um, so, you know, I, I, I might write a letter to the appeals court, uh, you know, stating what I believe the judge did and why he was wrong. Um, but, you know, everybody has a boss, including judges. Uh, you know, judges are, I think, uh, you know, intrepid about, you know, going against another judge. But, uh, hmm. uh, you know, we're still kicking. You know, it's like the Monty Python movie where, you know, the knight gets one arm slashed off and then he gets another slashed off. Uh, you know, there's so many... How many members lost their jobs? Um, we're at about 548 that are uh, that lost their jobs because the 87 are still in there. Did anybody know? speak but, at all on behalf of... No. Nope. Uh, that's just incredible. I don't nope. understand it. The I, uh, USW bankruptcy attorney stood up and said, we withdraw our uh, obligation, our objection, and that was it. Um, he didn't even stay for the whole... you know. He, he he told the judge, I got another uh, call to make uh, with another judge. So he, he left after, you know, he, soon after he did that. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to speak, but, um, you know, I was in shock. And, uh, you know, I was just trying to get my thoughts together because, uh, you know, with, with IRG and, and Silver and Aldi, we, we thought we had the lead horse, and, and we did have the lead horse. I mean, $58 uh, so, million, yeah. $58 million more bid. Higher bid. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just yeah, unbelievable, man. It's just it's just un. Is yep. it? You got to wonder um, how political it was. You know, it's a shocking yeah, yeah. thing, John. That kind of yep. that kind of. I'm talking to to John Kane. Um, that mm-hmm. kind of, of 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 loss of jobs. You know, you've been a, a business manager for how many years? I mean, it's been 13 years, but I'm just, it's just incredible on how much tax revenue that the city of Philadelphia is now going to lose because of this site yeah, closing I, down. It all makes sense. Well, that's the point. Who's watching this? Joe Krause, you and I had a, a conversation today 
What's going to happen? I'm, I'm when holding we lose back because because if I blow up, if I blow up, I'll never give the microphone to John because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm furious. Hey, don't worry. No, no, about he's. Me. Let me tell you something. He was fit to be tired. I'm furious. I'm furious that not that not one. I don't know of uh, I don't know of one scenario that played out on, when this hearing occurred on Wednesday where somebody stepped for somebody stepped forward on behalf of all these workers to make it to make a decision and the ramification of the decision will be felt five years from now oh, and eight years from now and 11 years yeah. from now and, and that's where the ram there's an immediacy to the decision there's an uh, an, an, an impact to Ryan and his members this city will hate this decision as we move forward. And too much money. Too much money, John. Too much money, J Doc. There, there's yep. no there's no doubt about it. Well listen, Ryan, um, you know, we're on your side and we really appreciate and yeah. our, our thoughts and prayers go to you and all Absolutely. your members and um the job I appreciate that, that. The job that you've done, a stand up guy of epic proportions. Appreciate what what a labor leader is all about. And um you know, we're, 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 whatever we can do, I mean, obviously, it's a shock to you all You guys have been great. Yeah. You guys have been great for us to get our word out there. Um, and it was also a way for me to communicate to my uh, former members because they're listening. They've listened every time. It was a way to communicate, and, and I appreciate that. And I, I don't want to get into John King's time, but I do want to thank John Doherty, John Bland, Jim Snell, and all the members of the uh, Building Trades for their support, their overwhelming support and leadership uh, in this matter. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate everything, and I, I just want to say good luck to John King in his candidacy. Thank you. Mm. Well, thank you, Ryan, and, yeah. and, and we're going to stay in touch, brother. You know, um, yes, you know, whatever we can do, we're here for you, my friend. Yep. Ryan, Thanks okay. a lot, guys. See you, pal. Ryan O'Callaghan yeah, here on Saturday Night Live with uh, Philly Labor uh, joining us. Tough conversation from Ryan. Very frustrating to hear and to listen to the dynamics of how it all played out uh, on Wednesday. We're way past the break. Let's get to a commercial break, as promised. Uh, on the other side of the commercial break, John Kane, business manager, Plumbers Local 690. Now, an overwhelmingly endorsed candidate. For the PA State Senate, we'll get inside John Kane when we come back. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you live on a Saturday night around uh, the Delaware Valley. Again, J-Doc, special thanks to Ryan O'Callaghan uh, for checking in. Tough stuff, tough story. Uh, one of those answers that I'm, I'm going to keep digging until I figure out how the system uh, uh, and the process uh, works. As promised when we came on at the top of the show, the reference to uh, John Kane now joining us in sure. studio for the remaining, uh, for the rest of the program, which wow. means, J-Doc, I'm going to mute your 
your mic out. <laughs> All right, so we'll kill J. Doc's mic. Uh, uh, keep doing that. My wife John, tunes I'll in. John, I'll slide him over. I'll slide this monitor in <laughs> front of J. Doc. Like My wife uh, thinks I got a girlfriend because I'm never on air because he keeps muting. And me I'm going to give on. you the. Uh, I'm going to give you the open stump to at least um, talk to uh, talk to everybody around the Delaware Valley and everybody in Delco and Montgomery County and just everybody that tunes into this radio show uh, every Saturday night on this big station, uh, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, you are now uh, in the race and you come with an incredible amount uh, of support. And out of the box, uh, we're able to raise some significant dollars. Uh, just, uh, I think, a real tribute to you now being on the ticket. So welcome in, sir. Thank you, Joe. So what ended up happening was I, I, I moved from Delaware County into Chester County. And when I moved into Chester County, I love politics. So the, one of the first things I did was I reached out to a friend of mine in Delaware County to find out who was my congresswoman, who was my state rep, who was the senator. And uh, they called me back and they said, it's Tom Killian. And uh, I, 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 I got to admit, I chuckled when I heard about it. And then, because uh, I, I honestly thought that I moved into Sandy, Senator Andy Deniman's district. So they reached out to me. They said, well, would you consider doing it again? And I said, well, I have a daughter getting married. I just you know, recently moved and uh, I have an election coming up with the union. Let me give it some thought. So, And by doing it again, you mean running. That's right. There running hard, too. Right. I know so, that. And I know what type of work is involved in it. So it's, uh, it's time consuming. So. What we did was we did a poll in August just to see how vulnerable he is. And the polling showing that he's very, very vulnerable, that a Democrat can beat him if it's the right Democrat. So at that point, I put my name into the ring. And we just verbally did it. We didn't do you know, a big press release or anything like that because I didn't want to take the wind away from anybody's sale that was running in 2019. I didn't think it was fair. I didn't open up a PAC fund until December well after the elections in 2019 because I didn't want to raise any money that could have gone to other politicians. Sure. So uh, December the 5th, we opened it up. My goal was to raise $10,000 a day. I opened it up. I ran, I, I raised all the money myself. I didn't hire anybody to do it. By the end of December 31st, we ended up, we raised $435,000. So that's, that's an incredible amount of money right off the get-go. Um, then what I ended up doing was I reached out to a lot of our political friends that I've, I've known over the years that most of them, I've helped them at one time or another, asking for an endorsement. And this is a primary. There was four people in the race. We're down to three now. To get an endorsement from an elected official during a primary is incredible. And I, I received well over 50 endorsements. So that had to make you feel fantastic. Oh, it did. I no. mean, I posted the today. I posted the, uh, you know, the, the show and that you were going to be a guest and we started immediately to get, you know, I mean, we, we were getting unbelievable likes. It was, there's a lot of momentum that, that, that you've built. And, uh, certainly John, being a part of the process, yeah. I mean, you've always uh, been involved in the political process. Um, you know, and 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 I'll say this, and John, as, as a labor leader, you know how much uh, respect we have for you, uh, and and certainly um, actions always speak louder than words. And so here, let me just read a couple of the, the comments that I've uh, from from some of some of our our, our uh, political leaders and our labor leaders talking about John Kane, proven leader, 
results-oriented, a joiner of people, okay? A joiner of people, especially in, 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 the, in the political landscape today where, you know, Joe, we've talked about it many times in Harrisburg, in D.C., where it's all partisan, or you know, it it, it you, you need somebody that is 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 gonna is gonna legislate and is gonna work on behalf of the people, not just you know partisan politics. Now, John, let me ask you: How do you take those references mm-hmm. and now put them to work? How well, do you take those and apply those? First, I I, I appreciate the the nice comments. What's going to end up happening is that's one of the things that I've, I've, I've been very successful is to bring people together. And there's so many that right now, everybody's part of the Democratic Party's in disarray. You have the Republican Party in disarray now. Now it's about getting back together and bringing people down to sit to do what's best for the Pennsylvanians and the citizens in Pennsylvania. So that's going to be my goal is just to try to make friendships with people that I already have working on making bigger friendships and and better friendships with the ones that I already do have. So it's going to come down to a lot of hard work. I'm willing to do it, and I'm looking forward to doing it. John, let me ask you this, and you know this because you've been through the process uh, before. Um, As we start to get closer to either the primary or to the the election uh, in November, uh, things have a way of not being so nice things have a way of uh of people get down in the mud mm-hmm. um and you, and i think you have to prepare for that you have to expect that while still carrying your torch are you ready for it this time around well it's i heard a great saying in one of the congressional races and representative margo davidson said it and, and i've been using it ever since so i i i'm just going to say it i'm the only one that's been paddle tested and, and that's one of the things that I like to say, I'm a fighter. And I always joke about it. I said, this nose didn't get this way from backing up. And it did. So, <laughs> so I'm ready for a fight. I know it's going to be, this is going to be a bloodbath. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be a hot contested primary. Uh, but I believe that I'm going to be the best candidate. I'm for working class people. I'm a, you know, a blue collar guy. I'm not, uh, like I say, I don't have a, a pedigree education, like a lot of the people that are elected are, you know, they, they forget what it's like to, to be, be like one of the people, are. right? Yeah. Forget what it's like to be out of work and out of unemployment, out of healthcare, out of a job. Well, and I was going to say you're, 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 um, over a decade, uh, 13 plus years worth of being a labor leader, uh, you know, and, and I've seen you be emotional many times because oh, you yeah. care about your members. Okay. You were on the front lines of, of, you know, the, 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 the working, class people in the, in, in the city of Philadelphia and across the Delaware Valley. Um, how do you think that your, uh, your experience with, you know, as a business manager of a union uh, dealing with your members and also being involved in politics in the political process has prepared you, uh, you know, to be, you know, to, to be a Senator? Well, one of the things that I, I, I did learn how to do is negotiate. And that's probably the very first thing I learned right when I got elected was that we had negotiations right away. And, and when I ended up, uh, I, I got to admit, I, I didn't know how to negotiate. You know, right, you're, right. You're, you're just, you're trying to act like a tough guy when realistically it's not about tough being tough. It's about negotiating for the best for the membership and also what your contractors are looking for too. So you got to come to some sort of a compromise. You know, I, I know I go in there with certain things I'm not budging on and there's going to be a lot of things I'm Give sure and take. to pile. Yeah. 
And if, if, you, if you take them off the table, let's talk about what's the next item. Sure. You know, and then maybe we can find some sort of a compromise that benefits the contractor, benefits the members. And now when I look at it with, with legislators sitting down talking to them about workers' rights, you know, you, you, you got misclassification, you need enforcement. These are things that I'm looking at because I come from the construction industry and we're losing a huge, look what just happened. We're just talking about PES. You know, the Philadelphia Energy Solutions is shutting down now. That tax revenue that we're losing now, where are we going to gain it? Let's look at the underground economy just in the city of Philadelphia itself. We see all the demonstrations that are going on with these unscrupulous contractors that are coming here, taking advantage of employees, 1099ing them. These guys aren't paying any taxes. These contractors aren't, you know, they're not licensed or doing anything that they should be doing. Where's the enforcement on things like that? So, I'm, uh, I'm excited to get to this. I really am. Awesome. John Kane is our special guest here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. We're uh, in the studio on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, John is, uh, has his name not only in the race, but he's got 50-plus elected officials who are endorsing uh, John Kane. When we come back after the commercial break, uh, we'll talk with John uh, J. Doc about his platform Uh, We'll get into some of those details, and we'll also talk about the political process, uh, the gridlock, the struggle, uh, and what he anticipates uh, when he gets to Harrisburg. So all of that coming up. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. One programming reminder, J-Doc, one week from tonight, uh, we will have our... Uh, Labor Leader Roundtable show that will be at the Sinesta. We'll actually be there on Thursday night. We'll air the show uh, on Saturday, but a big two-hour event coming up uh, at the Sinesta Oh, Hotel. yeah, we, we, we love uh, doing our Labor Leader Roundtables at Sinesta. We're going to do a Pros for Heroes uh, Roundtable as part of our um, charitable initiative, uh, making a difference for veterans, for, for first responders, for working families and communities in needs impact in the opioid epidemic and uh, we we really appreciate the support Sinesta gives us yep good stuff that'll all be next week so tune in on talk radio 1210 wpht john kane into the break we talked about a uh, platform let's use this uh segment uh, of the show uh to give you the stump again um yeah. because your platform is chosen selected and defined by you sir well i appreciate the time so what Pretty much all Democrats are all supporting same things, sensible gun laws. You know, that's important. Raising the minimum wage, women's right to choose, equal pay for women for equal work. Yeah, we see that all the time. Equality, absolutely. You know, the clean energy. And we look at just in the labor movement and ourselves, the women that are in my union get paid the equal amount of money as the men that they're working right beside. And what's great great about that is when you work in a union and you have a collective bargaining uh, situation, um, some of those incredibly unfair harassment situations don't occur. Right. In other words, not, you know, literally speaking, that's, that's the beautiful thing about being a woman, equality. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So, I mean, that's something that we see firsthand, you know, of course, clean energy. That seems to be the big issue now is that, you know, they want to get away from fracking. They want to get away from this. I, I look into back in the seventies when we couldn't get gas, we had to go pull up to a gas station. I didn't even on the back of your car. Was, I remember when you had to do it. 
and we had to get, you know, we had to get away from, we had to get more or less dependent on our own oil and get away from Iran. And now all of a sudden, now that we are, now everybody wants to go back to clean energy. And I get that's what the future is going to end up bringing is going to be clean energy. We want to make sure they're good jobs, good union paying jobs is one of the things, saving the environment. I mean, that's, that's crucial. We see in the city of Philadelphia with the asbestos, we see, you know, clean drinking water for the plumbers. That's what we do. We, you know, as even in the commercial during the break, you hear plumbers protect the health of the nation. That's what we do. Uh, workers' rights. You know, I, I, we come from the labor movement. We see what ends up happening. You know, we want to make sure that everybody is trained correctly. We want to make sure that they're working safe. Um, taxing the fracking in Pennsylvania. We've been talking about it for years and they're still not being taxed. You know, so that's, that's some of the stuff that I look at. Increase in funding for our schools, strictly important. My wife's a school teacher. My daughter's a school teacher. So um, there are things that I've looked at. And, of course, when you look at our seniors lowering their tax wages, you know, they're, they're just they're being taxed where it's getting to the point where it's not fair to the senior citizens that are in the state of Pennsylvania. And I look at the ways that we can end up increasing the tax revenue for the state of Pennsylvania. One, recreational use of marijuana. I think it's time you see in other states that are doing it and the money that's coming in and it's the, the, the revenue that's bringing in that could benefit a lot of things right now. So I'm looking at that. I'm, I'm a huge, you know, supporter of it, uh, whether it gets passed while I'm in there, if I, if I, if I'm fortunate enough to do it, I, I'd be happy to put my name to it, shutting down corporate loopholes, opening up businesses in Delaware. So that way they get away without having to pay taxes here. That's something that's been talked about for years and still hasn't gotten pushed through. And the reason why it's not getting pushed through is because you have Senate. That's, you know, the Senate majority is the Republican Party. They pick who the leaders are of all the committees. So some of these bills never get moved out of committee. They stay there forever, the dormant. And then before you know it, the session's over. And then they got to reintroduce it the following year. Um, 1099 employees. That's that's what we see. That's the the underground economy that we see out there in the city of Philadelphia, these contractors hire an individual that actually works for that person. Right. And they call him, they call him a, a, a subcontractor. Of course, he's got, he or she's got to be in the same time every day. Yep. They, they got specific breaks. Yep. They get told what to do. But, they're, but, but in order to save on insurance and on, on, you know, on, on all the payroll taxes and all that, they 1099 them. Yep, that's exactly what John, they John, let do. me ask you about the schools. Um, as you know, Philadelphia's in a crisis with this asbestos issue. Um, the thought is that it's not only Philadelphia, um, and, 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 and the ramifications of asbestos probably find them, find them, find uh, a way around the entire state, which ultimately means that, um, at some point, Harrisburg has to do something. I know the governor has, is 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 finally He's making an effort bucks, to do it. Right? He put up a billion wow. dollars to do it. Um, those are tough conversations because there's different factions coming at you when you're in that spot. Yeah, I I know, you know any building that was built from 1975, probably before that, had asbestos in it. You know, I started my apprenticeship program in 1979, tearing out the old pipes that were all wrapped with, with, with asbestos. We didn't know any better. We we pulled it off. I was exposed to it, you know, and unfortunately, you know, I, I, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2014. I doubt if it had anything to do with it. It was a nasal pharynx, so I definitely was breathing in something. Sure. But, uh, you know... I, it's 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 dangerous we we got silica poisoning out there for guys that work around concrete all the time so 
all these buildings that we end up having, especially the ones that were built in the seventies, they definitely still have uh, a lot of asbestos still inside them in the schools. Uh, renovation oh, work's going to be huge. Oh, 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 yeah, and 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 we talked. What a crisis that's been. I mean, we, you know, you know, you talk to Pat Eiding, he can't get through the the, the broadcast without breaking down because, you know, and and our friend Steve Pettit over there at at, at uh, local fourteen, uh, Pat was was the yeah. business manager there before before Steve right and um and so those guys see it on the front line and and so I like you said job safety yeah. is paramount to you well even local 14 if, if I'm not mistaken they have a golf outing every year for mesothemaloma yeah you know and I think Pat Oating was probably the, the the head of it when they started it no doubt so and I know they raise hundreds of thousands of dollars and you know, people are still being exposed to it and it's a shame they're bringing it home to their kids they're bringing it home to their families they and and they're not even aware of it. Uh, and we used to see it back in the day down at the Navy Yard. A lot of the guys that worked down the Navy Yard ended up dying because of mesothelioma. Yeah, yeah. And well, here's the thing. Having said that, that job, job safety is always that's one of the great things. I mean, like being a labor leader, that's part of your everyday, you know, situation. It's not like it's foreign to you. No. So a lot of these issues to you are priorities from day one because they've always been priorities. Sure, I. When I I ended up, and you may not even know how I got into the plumbers or anything, but my family was in the plumbers. Well, like everybody else, typically what happens, and tell me if I'm wrong, right. most of the building trades that can't get in the iron workers, they fall back on another. Yeah, if that's what you want to believe, Joe. But, yeah, we were told that you guys couldn't get into the plumbers because you didn't know which hand we held the quarter in. You see uh, what I'm talking about? <laughs> Uh, you got to love it. But, <laughs> but the reason why I wanted to be a plumber is because growing up as a little kid, I remember my grandfather was a plumber. I never knew who my grandfather was. He was killed in a ditch in 1958 at oh. Misericordia Hospital, leaving my grandmother and eight kids fatherless. So growing up, you know, plumbing had been in the family. My uncle Pat, who was my godfather, ended up, he was a plumber up at local 690. When I got graduated high school, I didn't get accepted, you know, into a, a vocation during high school. But after high school, he asked if I was still interested, and I said, absolutely. So here you look at it, you know, all these years later, 1958, now we're into 2020, his grandson is running that local. Wow. So it, it's it's an incredible, you know, feat for our family that, you know, you, you had a kid growing up. All I ever wanted to do was be a plumber, and I was successful. So well, believe me, and, I, and we can't talk about it now, but I love the story. It's one of the legendary stories about – uh your predecessor, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Keenan, the big man. Yeah, um, but it's and, you know definitely now it is great. But those leadership qualities, um, you know, who that have made you a, such a successful labor leader. Thank you. Um, you know, are are some of the things that we're excited about when you become a senator. Well, one of the things I am is loyal, and I learned that from. I learned that from a lot of people. Yeah, you know what? If Joe Krause would have let me keep going, there was two other qualities. <laughs> there was before he muted me: loyal, right, and a man of the people wow. who cares about the people. Those were the other two, the final two qualities uh, that that some very highly respected political and labor leaders, um, you know, when they were describing you, that's what they said to me uh, before I came on to the show. And so oh, I already nice. knew them, but that's it's. Right. Well, you know, point I, well taken. And I take pride in that. I take pride in being honest with somebody. I'm not going to sit there and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm just going to tell you the truth because quite honestly, I'm going to forget if I told you the lie. Right, so I right. might as well just sit there and just take the the, 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 the the blunt of it all and just tell you what the truth's going to be here. Um, but 
I, I take a lot of credit in from people. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I, I've learned so much from so many people, from trash men to plumbers. You know, loyalty is so important. One of the things that I've always been proud of is the fact that I was told when I first started this job that all you want to do is leave this a little bit better than the way you found it. And that's all I'm trying to do. And when I get elected, that's what I want to do when I get into Harrisburg. Too. One John, of the, uh, we're going to go to break, j Doc. Right. John Kane joining us here uh, in the studio on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Hold your thought, please. We'll pick up with you uh, on the other side of the break. It'll be our final uh, segment with John Kane, a special edition tonight of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. (laughs) God bless you. And back here live on a Saturday night, it's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're all presented by uh, our good friend uh, Jim Stevenson from Chapman Ford uh, on the Boulevard. Get to know. Uh, get to know Jim Stevenson. Uh, he is just an incredible guy, and we thank Jim Stevenson for all of his support. So, John, um, we're here with John Kane, uh, Plumbers Local 690 business manager, candidate for Pennsylvania State Senate in the 9th District. Uh, John, you've received an unbelievable amount of uh, endorsements from from women, from political yep. leaders. Yep. Uh, your commitment to women's rights yep. is really fantastic. Um, talk to me about that. Well, two women that I fear the most in this entire world was my mother and my wife. So they're, they're the biggest endorsements that I could possibly get is from my mother and my wife. Both great women. And then you could go down the line. You know, you got you got... Congresswoman Chrissy Houlihan out in Chester County came out to support me. You got you got Katie Muth up there in, in Chester County, Senator Katie Muth, uh, Melissa Schusterman, who's Representative Schusterman. You got uh, Leanne Kruger Branicky. She ended up she came out to endorse me. Margot Davidson, uh, Joanna McClinton, Tina Davis, Senator Tina Tartaglione. Uh, it's it's very never, impressive. It's, yeah, it's, it's and it's, and and that's a testament to to, to your commitment, right? Uh, you know, to to women's rights and 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 to to their causes. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, that like I said, that uh, just twenty two that that I read. Right. I mean, that's incredibly it impressive. Was. You're right. And, you, and, you got the council members in Delaware County, Christine yeah. Ruther, Monica Taylor. They all just got elected. Elaine Schaefer. You go into Mo- in uh, Chester County. Mario Moskowitz, Michelle Vaughn. I mean, that's they, it was impressive that they came out to support me, especially when there's a primary. So I'll never, ever forget that. And, and, and you know, your, your commitment also to health care. Uh, for people that don't know it, John is a cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an incredibly emotional time when you were diagnosed. I uh, talked to you that, that, that day. Uh, you uh, want me crying, don't you? Yeah, well, uh, listen. <laughs> no, but, I mean, you know, the, you, you're, you're somebody who... Uh, is a fighter, um, but also has, has a, a cancer survivor. And your commitment to healthcare is is to making sure that if anybody else is in that situation, is um, really uh, amazing. Tell me about that. Well, when when you're faced with cancer, you, your world just stops on a dime. You know, you look, you think you're looking at your wife. She's just finding out. I'm just finding out because. The doctor didn't pull any punches when this came down to it. He just came in. He says that you're. He said that the biopsy came back. It's cancer. 
So right away, you're starting to think about your four kids. You know, I got three daughters. You start thinking, wow, I'm not going to be able to walk my daughters down the aisle. How am I going to do this? How am I going to tell them? You know, and then all of a sudden, the doctor starts talking to you about, okay, it's inoperable, but what we can do is we could treat it with radiation and chemo. And, and I could only imagine how much money because it was 30 days of radiation and three extremely large doses of chemo, lost the hearing in both of my ears. I have no saliva glands, so you see me with water all the time. You know, these are, these are side effects that I'm going to live with for the rest of my life, but guess what? I'm still here, and the only reason why I'm here is because I had great health care, and I look at people that may be in the same boat that I'm in or was in, and they don't have any health care, and they have families, Oh, it's sickening. It's sickening. So and, and affordable health care dis- for all, it's, 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 it, should, it should be there. And, and here's the thing. People are making decisions based on deductibles and things that, and, and, and uh, decisions that, that um, you know, are risking their lives. And you've, you've gone through it. And uh, so I'm imagining that's why health care for affordable health care for everybody Absolutely. Is, a, is a passion for there's you. N- there's no doubt about it. This is something, you know, anybody, anybody that's stricken with cancer knows what I went through. You know, you're, uh, you're in a deep, dark hole. You don't know if you're going to come out. And at a certain point, of course, in mine, I ended up, I, I was, I was sent to the hospital because of dehydration for a week. And at that point I thought I'm dying. You know, and then you got people like you, Joe, that had seen me over the, you know, the time with, you know, a feeding tube in my nose. And you're like, John, you look great. You know, <laughs> you know but you get that. It's a good encouragement. You know, it was but the you're people an inspiration. That were you. I yeah. can tell you, and I want to give my wife a shout out. She's at Fox Case Cancer Center right now. She just got done a surgery. She doesn't have cancer, um, but she's in a lot of pain. Sure. And uh, but we're there and we thank God for the treatment and, and the health care that we have. Right. Um it's unbelievably uh, emotional. It is, and 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 knowing that when and you know how, you know the the nurses are so amazing. I mean, uh, I mean, you know that, that you know we've done many. Joe Krause and I have done many many shows on 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 the nurses and the and nurses union and the different hospitals to try to, yep. you know, what the what the nurse to patient ratios and these women are just. They, they run the hospitals. They make all the difference. Well, it's it's definitely what they say about nurses. Nurses have more patients. Oh, yeah. And it, I believe that. It, they, uh, they, without a doubt, they, they, they motivate you. I was having a problem trying to put weight on. And, by the and way, that was said, never a problem. Just got to hang, hang around me for and a while. I will, Joe. My God, we'll even ourselves together. We look yeah. amazing. We're both in perfect shape. And, John, a couple of minutes left before we sign off here on a Saturday night. Um, want to focus you back in a little bit on the election. Campaign, sure. Your campaign manager put a quote out, um, which I picked up off your website. Democrats can flip the district That's from correct. red to blue. That's right. And John Kane is proving he is the best chance to do it. Right. That's, and I'll, and there, I'll give you the microphone. There's no doubt. In. When we did the polling, it, it, it's, it clearly shows that I have the ability of doing it. I've been in a, a race before. We raised $2.7 million against a decent candidate. Unfortunately, we were down 18 points when we started. By the time the election came in 2014, we only lost by four points. We were expecting Governor Wolf to have long coattails, and he didn't have them at the time. This time, now we see who's at the top of the ballot is going to be the president. So, you know, with Donald Trump there, he's not well-liked in Delaware County, especially in this portion of Delaware County and also in Chester County. 
So my campaign, when we put this all together, was clearly just uh, work them, you know, get our messaging out there. I got a humble story. You know, I'm a blue collar guy. I'm not well educated, but I do know that I've been out of work. I've been out of unemployment. I've been out of health. And you're a, you're an extremely smart man. Let's be real well, about that. I don't know about that, but I, I, I do, I do know that, you know, I ended up, I took all menial jobs. Some of these people don't know what it's like to run out of unemployment. They don't realize you got to be a, working as a caddy or you're delivering flowers or you're working in a bowling alley doing side work just to provide for your family. And then when you end up, you, you get that, then all of a sudden, everybody thinks life's going to get easier. 1989, 90, 91, you know, work was back at, we had hardly any work. I remember. I'm in recovery since I was 22 years old. I'm up to 36 years now without having a drink or a drug. You know, you think things are going to get better for you. You hit unemployment. You know, you got four kids. Next thing you know, you're, you're taking over local. You got 2000, what's it? 2007 is when I took over. We had three stadiums going, 450, uh, or but 2008, we ended up with 450 of our members being laid off. Then I started seeing suicides. I know that dark feeling of being laid off. We're construction, we're tough guys. And then all of a sudden, what ends up happening, things start to turn around a little bit. You know, work's getting a little bit better. I ran for office in 2014, diagnosed with cancer in 2015. And I said to myself, I got one more fight left in me. And that's to win this race here. My goal is to take out the last senator in Delaware County. And I want to take him out. And I want to do it because of people like your father, people like my family, and me. That's what's driving me, the force behind all this. So, Well, John, I want to... I wanna- Wish you, you know, all the success in the world. You're a fantastic leader. Delaware County would be absolutely, um, they will do incredibly well as you as their, uh, their state senator. Um, and and, and I, we want to thank John Kane uh, for, for being a, a great guest. And we want to wish you all the luck in the world, John. Thank you. Thank you. I'll keep you posted. John Kane, our special guest here for the show today, uh, business manager, Plumbers Local 690, candidate for the Pennsylvania uh, State Senate as we roll along here and bring tonight's show uh, to a close. Uh, Jay Doc, I did want to uh, send one more um, olive branch out to Ryan O'Callaghan and all of his members. It's tough for those guys and for all of those workers uh, right now. John, you know it, um, and everybody around the Delaware Valley. So in prayer tonight, on behalf of John Kane, our special guest, on behalf of Jay Doc and all of our listeners, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.